Hey y'all, I'm Brooke Hoover, a Louisiana native, actor, writer, and comedian. I've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise, or shall I say, lifestyle changes. My 20 year and counting health journey has taught me that just like taking a diet pill for weight loss, body positivity doesn't magically happen overnight. I'm working on regaining my self-esteem and rekindling my love affair with Cajun and Southern comfort food in a healthier way, all the while juggling eating as clean as I can, reestablishing myself in the entertainment industry, which, as we know, is historically fat-phobic, all the while showing my inner fat girl some love. That's fat with a PH. Pretty hot and tempting. Let me tell y'all a tale or two. If you're jolly and you know it, make a fart noise. If you're jolly and you know it, make a fart noise. Ah, actually, I should say, if you're not jolly and you know it, make a fart noise. Because, y'all, I don't want to be jolly. And before we begin, I should give a shout out to Jolly, who's actually a character from Candyland. He's like purple and in charge of the gumdrop world. Do y'all know who I'm talking about at all? And of course, since I'm recording this right around Christmas time, I'm even wearing a Santa hat in the booth for my YouTube friends. And this episode is set to air the Monday before Christmas. Of course, we're going to be talking about jolly old Saint Nick up in here too. But first off, first off, I'm going to talk about jolliness from a business, an acting biz standpoint. As we know by now, Hollywood has their good old stereotypes. And something I've noticed, many, many of the roles I auditioned for when I was heavier, especially, were that of the chubby yet jolly girl who's usually eating a hot dog or cake or swimming in a chocolate fountain and making fun of herself and therefore fat people worldwide. But she's so jolly and happy about it (laughs) with those round chubby cheeks. And I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it, y'all. I'm still not having it. Not in real life or in acting world or auditions, none of it. So While, y'all, I really do not like turning down work or auditions, actors hate turning down work. It comes from, like, the fear of not having work, which is much deeper than FOMO, the fear of missing out. I think what's worse for me is the fear of being a sellout, of making fun of a stereotype, uh, making fun of myself and my family. That's kind of like my shtick, but I want to do it on my terms. And I don't want to make fun of a body shape, like a a generality. I, I, I get that that's what like Hollywood raves over. I just don't dig it. And again, I, I have, I'm from the school of make fun of yourself before other people do. I think uh, that's a classic coping mechanism. Uh, There is a difference of choosing your own form of self-deprecating humor and stand-up comedy and doing like the most unoriginal, I'm the chubby, happy-go-lucky girl stuffing my face with eclairs. (laughs) Because I want to choose my destiny I think everyone, we all have to choose our destiny and what we're putting out there. And it's not my destiny to be the the chully. It's not my destiny to be the chully girl. And chully is a combination of chully, chubby, and jolly. Oh, it is not my destiny. 
It is not what I want to be the jolly yet chubby girl because that is out there. That stereotype exists so we can make everyone else comfortable. And you know what? If that means I'm going to miss out on roles, then fine. So be it. I'll just create my own work. Mm. And y'all, when you're a bigger girl, bigger personality as well, with curly hair from South Louisiana, I, I feel like people always kind of expected it of me to be jolly. Or at least I think they thought I should be jolly. And I'm not the jolly type. I'm really not. I'm kind of like a little crazy, a little wry, a little sarcastic. Someone the other day told me I was high strung and yeah, but I'm not jolly. And then I used to feel guilty for not being jolly because I'm like, but does this mean I'm not a happy person if I'm not portraying? Hey, 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 guys. Do y'all feel me on this? Do y'all feel like society has ever wanted you to fit into some sort of microcosm or Hollywood for my actor or creator friends out there or as your family, friend groups, whoever wanted you to fit into some sort of mold that you, you don't want to fit into? And it just makes it worse, especially if you have a guilt complex. Like, I grew up with Catholic guilt. I mean, I grew up with so much Catholic guilt that I'm not even Catholic because my family was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Like, that's how guilty we are. My lack of jolly doesn't exist or doesn't not exist to make anyone else uncomfortable. It's just that I find, like, real talk and, like, being like, what up? much easier than bubbliness. Bubbliness and effervescence doesn't really come natural to me. Like, I just spent about eight months working on voiceover commercial training to get that effervescence and to go up on my lines and up on my diction and things like that because I'm a little wah-wah. I'm loud, I'm passionate, but y'all, I'm not jolly. Hollywood wants bigger people, especially bigger women, female identifying, to be jolly because that's like the comforter, the comforter, the nurturer. It almost is like your bigness is okay because you're like "Mm, cozy like a grandma. Because otherwise, then we make the bigger people into the villain. It's one extreme or the other. It's like Grandma Nut from Candyland. Y'all know who she is. She's a little rotund lady with a blue dress and red curly hair and chubby cheeks. Or it's Ursula the Sea Witch from The Little Mermaid. And we know her all too well. I have a whole podcast about the mermaid. The mermaid. I have a podcast about... I have a podcast about the... No, I have a podcast episode about The Little Mermaid, not just about The Mermaid. Anyways, we know I have a lot of feels about villains and the good and bad and size placement and placement based on our looks, be it size or however we are getting pinpointed by the industry. And Hollywood's argument is like, well, you bigger people, your character types, you know what? Jolly from Candyland, Santa from the North Pole, and Brooke Hoover from Baton Rouge, Louisiana have all sorts of feelings on the emotional spectrum, and they sure as hell aren't always jolly, okay? Bigger people have a plethora of other emotions, Hollywood, other than, ah, ah, jolly and caring and happy. And 
I think we should make this podcast episode into a drinking game that every time I say jolly, you take a shot. And if you don't drink, then instead of taking a shot, perhaps every time I say jolly, there we go, take a deep breath instead. Actually, actually, let, I, I think that's healthier for all of us. Every time I say jolly during this episode, let's stop and take a deep breath. Jolly. <sighs> yeah, there we go. Okay, so let's talk about Santa. Speaking of jolly, deep breath. Y'all got it? The Santa hat is itching my forehead. Yes, while he may scare some little kids in those Christmas photos, and it's funny to watch their reactions of terror, he's supposed to be a happy-go-lucky, jolly, deep breath kind of guy. So imagine how awkward it would be if Santa were slender, right? Like, my dad takes pictures with Santa and his dog. And one time he took a photo with Latte and a Santa. And my mom and I get the card in and mama's looking and mama's like, that Santa looks funny. And I'm like, yeah, because he's not large. And here I am trying to help myself and therefore help hopefully the world, the the, the world, if I could speak today, um, redefined, re- redefined, how we're seeing size and shape and people out there in the world. Here I am saying that Santa doesn't look right in that photo because Santa is slender. I'm like slender shaming someone. I'm slender shaming South Louisiana Santa. I'm sorry, Santa and East Baton Rouge Parish. Because, y'all, we've told ourselves that a slender person can't contain all that jolliness. You know, Santa is so happy and he's got all those feelings and he's got a container for it. He's got a vessel for it, right? If Santa wasn't so overboard jolly, deep breath. I do think he'd be like downright legitimately scary. I know that several horror movies exist regarding creepy Santas. But enough about Santa. I'm really wanting to talk with y'all about the lack of jolly around the holly days. I think when someone tells you, or especially you, by, by you I mean me, oh, smile, just smile. Oh, it's the holiday season. Or you'd look better if you were smiling. Or I like this photo better because you're smiling in it. Or smile, it's Christmas. It's like, stop giving me commands. And you don't know what's going on with people internally. Right now, this time of year, especially, we do not know what is going on with people internally. And while the Western world and Hallmark and Candace Cameron, don't even get me started, they all expect us to smile and be having the most wonderful time of the year. It may be all a person can do to get out of their house and go get ginger snaps at Aldi. Do not Tell them to smile in the checkout line and say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Smile. I know this sounds very personal to me. This actually specifically did not happen where I went to get ginger snaps at Aldi. I get my ginger snaps at Lidl if we're going to be specific. But I've never liked that. When someone tells you, smile. I was always told that when I was little because I had naturally... um, Rest, I had resting bitch face, which I never just knew what it was. It was just, it was just my face, you know. I think it's awfully presumptuous to assume someone just doesn't have a naturally resting bitch face, or it's presumptuous to assume everyone loves the holidays. You know, 
So, and y'all, why is it cute when a cat is grumpy, but not acceptable when a person is, you know? The Grinch, okay, maybe the Grinch was so mean because he had people telling him he should smile. And then when he did smile, he looked weird and creepy. And then people were telling him he should be happy. He should feel this way. He should be this. When all the Grinch probably wanted to do was curl up on the couch with his dog, Max, and watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm asking all of us to just be mindful right now. Don't be like overly Whoville and assume everyone else needs to be having a jolly good old time just because you are. Think about those who can't be with their loved ones for a plethora of reasons. Think about those who don't have loved ones to be with. Think about those who aren't loving themselves and are having all this cheer forced down their throats that, oh, this is a fun time for family and for gatherings. It just makes it worse, right? The holiday season is like FOMO, but on crack. So let's be gentle with those, including ourselves, who might not seem or feel so jolly. It's okay. And if you do want to get out of a funk if you're feeling not so jolly, I say the first thing. We've talked about the emotional guidance uh, scale, the meter that Gabby Bernstein and Abraham Hicks talks about. We've talked about that in another episode. And I say we've talked about that. I mean, I've talked about it with y'all, right? That sounds so weird. We've talked about it. Me and my bras have talked about it. Um, So you're not going to be able to go from feeling utterly fart noise at the holiday season to extreme jolly. It's not going to go that way, but you could slowly work up that emotional scale. few things that help me. I'm a very tangible person, so I like to clean house. I like to organize picking a specific task. Don't pick something that's going to overwhelm you, right? Because we don't want to turn that lack of jolly into high anxiety. So pick something simple, maybe like you know me, my bras are all over the place. Maybe that might be a good thing is to organize your bras or organize your scarves or, again, doing something tangible, right? Like making cookies for someone and giving them to your neighbor, just leaving it on their doorstep if you don't want to see anybody. But y'all, I'll tell y'all something that really cheers me up around the holiday season because the holiday season for me brings out a lot of thoughts and feels. And as we know, they aren't always jolly. Um, If you have kind of like a sick, twisted humor like I do, just if you don't know of this fellow already, just Google. Just Google Krampus. He's like that evil being that's like the antithesis of Santa Claus. And he scares the living daylights out of the bad children. I was talking with my mom this morning about about that. My mom goes, that's good. They need that. Yes, children. Every child needs Krampus. And every adult who's not feeling jolly needs Krampus. It's just a concept that's funny to me. It's it's so cruel. Um, I do think that's a little bit of schadenfreude, um, where you are basically getting off on somebody else's unhappiness. And in this case, it's unhappiness and creepiness to the children. So anyways, y'all, we live in a house uh, that was built in 1880. And we have a lot of squirrels and sounds and spiritual activity. It happens especially around this time of year because it's cold outside. But when I start to feel a little bit of the sads, sure enough, I don't hear jingle bells. I don't hear Santa's footsteps, but I hear 
a familiar, actually pleasant, nails-on-the-chalkboard sound in the walls of my bathroom, bedroom, and I'm saying, ah, there you are, Krampus. Could just be a squirrel. Could just be one of the spirits in the house. But that makes me personally feel maybe, don't tell Hollywood, don't tell Hollywood out there, don't tell Hollywood, maybe, just maybe, a little bit jolly. Take a deep breath. Wishing y'all a safe, healthy, and peaceful holiday season. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. It is my hope to inspire, uplift, and entertain you with this Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast. So if you're hungry for more, you can book me to speak or perform my solo show that inspired this podcast, Fat Girl Costumes, written by yours truly and directed by Brian Lady at your virtual or in-person event. Please visit brookhoover.com slash fluffybuttproductions or email me at contactbrookhoover at gmail.com for more info. And let's follow each other on Instagram. I'm at brookhoover. And the O's in my name are not the letter O. They're zeros. Not because I want to be a size zero, but because I guess I'm just so clever with my late 90s Yahoo self. And if you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, please give me a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, share this with your friends, family, and other people you may know who are as fat as we are. That's fat with a PH.